0: tired of me too Uh, this morning they said we know it's dangerous out there dad but why don't you just give it a shot
1: yeah so uh sean has been playing the jokes and i thought fallon was still doing the kind of just there alone in his kitchen but i watched my wife said have you watched any of uh, the tonight show and i said i hadn't she said it is so cute and so good and i watched uh, started watching the episode and couldn't stop him in his kitchen with his two cute little girls Mm. and his wife on the phone I tweeted it out last night, and I said, how would you not get an Emmy for this? This is the best thing he's ever done. It might be the best episode of The Tonight Show ever. It was freaking fantastic. And uh, one of our, uh, I tweeted it out, and one of our regular Twitter followers said, I clicked on it and thought, okay, I'll give it 30 seconds, and I couldn't stop watching it. It is just, if you've got kids or ever had kids, it's so freaking cute. Here's a uh, a charming piece from that where his his daughter, I believe, interrupts one of his, his bits that he's doing then stomps upstairs audibly and begins playing the drums to the point where he can't, uh, so
0: yeah. Here's All right, let me do this, okay? I'm going go upstairs. Okay,
1: go. Okay, I love I'm piano.
0: Okay, here we go. You're gonna play piano. Okay. <coughs> you wearing <laughs> wearing Oh. You're right last <laughs> <left behind>. Wow. <laughs>
1: Okay, Alright,
0: so this, has, this hashtag was called, I Knew I Had Cabin Fever When. Okay, and it was trending worldwide, so thank you for playing along and doing this. It was pretty cool. Uh, my example was, I knew I had Cabin Fever When, I whispered to my hand sanitizer, You're like a son, too. And then
1: the drum starts. <laughs> <laughs> Fr- Franny?
0: And her sister's
1: always at the table, like, trying to kind of parent her younger sister, too. (laughs) The way the older one does. Right,
0: yeah. Dad's trying to
1: work. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fantastic. And the younger one's crawling on his head while he's doing his his jokes. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) No, you can't have more gummy
0: bears. (laughs) (laughs) It is really good. Oh, that's sweet. That's really nice. (laughs) He's,
1: like, the only person that could do that, too, and pull it off, I think, and make it as genuine as it is.
0: Well, I have good news, Jack. When those little girls grow up to be high school athletes, they won't be competing against guys. The Justice Department has weighed in on a lawsuit involving high school trans athletes. High school athletes who weren't born, I'm sorry, who were born biologically male should not compete against girls just because they identify as female, says the Justice Department in what is being hailed as the most obvious ruling in the history of rulings. The department has weighed in on an ongoing federal lawsuit about the question, reports the AP. You remember the group of high school girls in Connecticut um, who went up against a couple of trans dudes who won everything and set records. Well, I think you're supposed to call them trans girls because they're currently identified. They're dudes! Um, On Tuesday, just certainly their track skills were male. Uh, You know, that's well put. On Tuesday, the justice department said the girls have a point, citing quote the real physiological differences between men and women. Again, oh, oh, Get the out. physiological differences. No way. Right. The issue is that the state athletic conference has decreed that athletes can compete as the gender with which they identify, which is moronic on a historic scale. Bleeding of the feet was a good idea compared to this. <laughs> The conference says its position syncs with Title IX, the idiotic law meant to make sure. It's not entirely idiotic, but as as so often happens, the good intentions have paved the uh, the highway to hell. Mm. Not the ACDC song, but you know. Um, uh, Title IX law meant to make sure female school athletes have the same opportunities as males, but the Justice Department disagrees. The position actually, quote, deprives these women of single-sex athletic competitions, which are one of the marquee accomplishments of Title IX, per its newly released statement of interest in the case. If the girls prevail, the decision could void previous victories by trans athletes and set a precedent for school districts around the nation, notes Bleacher Report. Well, that would be a step towards sanity. You
1: saying ACDC reminded me one of the the various uh, memes that was going was, uh, name your favorite... Stay-at-home quarantine band. And then there were many <laughs> funny examples on the Twitter like Ben Folds Laundry. <laughs>
0: widespread Pandemic. I get it. Miley Virus. What you're doing is slightly altering the name of these artists. ACCDC. hmm <laughs> A-C-C. <laughs> ACDC, ACCDC. The Atlantic Coast Conference? The CDC? Oh, ACDC, Is it a CDC joke? A-C- yes, it's a C-D-C. C- A-C-D-C-D. That, Maybe that's it. A-C-D-C-D. It makes sense You can when figure I read it. it out on your own. Grab exactly. Pencil and I get your words straight, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Oh, man, we have more floundering Joe Biden clips. Every time he opens his pie hole, it goes poorly. Terrible. Yeah, and I've got some from his
1: uh, from Obama's old crew. What's their podcast? I never can remember that, Sean. It's, uh, it's, Save, it's the Crooked Media is the, the umbrella, but Pod Save America is the it's, one that most people listen to. And it's one of the most popular podcasts in America. Anyway, they have been fairly critical of the way Joe Biden's been handling this, and they've got some suggestions for him. So, yeah, we can play a little of that coming up. I like the sound of that next segment.
0: Plus, we know how you folks like tracking oil prices, and uh, <laughs> uh, prices are hitting record lows. Moving down. That's right. Uh <laughs> The price of oil from Western Canada, and I guess that's different. Oil from different places has different value, depending on its quality, how how hard it is to refine, or whatever. I don't know much Whether about or not it. It has a nuttiness or a cinnamon-like taste. Exactly. Um. And at this point, Western Canadian Select was selling six for for six dollars and forty five cents a barrel, which is that significantly very low significantly less than the cost of the classic barrel of monkey's toy in canada you can buy a barrel of crude oil more cheaply than the barrel of monkeys which is more fun than it looks yeah it's a challenge sure it's a, it's a life lesson you have to hang with it you're going to fail but failure doesn't hold you down the fear of fail keep hooking those monkeys until you get them all by god Monkey hookers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The training period could be uh, dangerous to say the least. But not sure you could do it in America but um <laughs> maybe in the third world I could. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> um I found this horrifying. This is why my uh, I almost said my wife but I meant I almost said my mom but, but I no meant my quiet. wife
0: it was torn limb from limb. Oh man.
1: My wife is making me take my shoes off when I get home, and I thought that was a bit of an overreaction, but fine. And then uh, last uh, yesterday it came out that uh, it lives on the bottom of your shoes for five days, the, 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 the coronavirus. What?
0: Even as you're walking around squashing it?
1: Stays um, on your shoes for five days. I'm no so. microbiologist, but I don't know. And that's like the, the, you know, so you might be not touching stuff and staying away from people walking through a store full of sick people, but... I guess no more licking my shoes clean. Sh- yeah. Stepping it, and then you bring it in the house. So. Oh, boy. Don't want to do that. Ah, wait now. What's the whole transfer into animals? That's come up in our house because we got uh, so many animals around, you know? There, there was a right. dog that, that they they they, they sure died of it. I missed that. But, um Really? That's what they call Oh,
0: come on. Is. You're tracking it around with your shoes. Our pets are giving it. This sounds like middle uh, ages paranoia to mm, me. Yeah. Having heard nothing about it well, and that's having what, no knowledge of the topic. Well, just jam your pockets full of posy. You'll be fine.
1: Isn't that the exciting <laughs> thing that always happens with these viruses, though? They start in some sort of animal, and then it's can it leap to a human, and then it leaps to a human, and then then it gets all it's off and running.
0: Well, right. And that's that's a horror when that happens. Uh huh. Because normally every species has its own immunities and its own vulnerabilities, and you couldn't give a cold to a cat if you wanted to. Um, wow, why would you want to? What i not weird or you perverse. Yeah, uh, you're probably hanging out with monkey hookers. I but... take heartworm pills, but <laughs> good. <laughs> I think Sen- they're tasty. Sensible precaution. Um. Uh, anyway, if if we're trading it back and forth with a, I don't know if we are creating um, human animal hybrids. Yes, Ford, Ford, Mr. President. But... Mr. President.
1: <laughs> uh, so we have more. I haven't heard the Joe Biden stumbling. So we got more of that coming up a oh, little bit, and and nice. then some advice that people are giving him. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts on uh, how things are going for you. Is uh, are people still staying indoors, or are people coming out more, or was that just my my uh, hood where that was happening? I don't know. Uh, the stock market is back down today after having been up. Ow! New York is just getting hammered with this dang. Uh, pandemic. Yeah, some of the stories from the hospitals are harrowing. Oh boy! Yes, yeah. yeah. stick around. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So are we playing any more Bob Dylan? Here we go. We're gonna kill you with hatred without any respect.
0: We'll mock you and shock you, and we'll put it in your face.
1: I I get there's
0: music, We've but in always someone here that take your place. they blew
1: out the brains of the king. Oh, whoa. Jeez, it's graphic. Okay, that's now enough for now. now. Uh, we're working our way through the new Bob Dylan song. Before they blew... You missed that part, Joe. Before they blew out the brains of the king. <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy, dude. Whoa, hey. So, Bob... Dylan's
0: they, your children listening. Bob something.
1: Dylan uh, released a new song, 17 minutes long. About the assassinated, assassination of John F. Kennedy. And we're making our way through it because nobody can sit and listen to it 17 minutes. You couldn't find a bigger Bob Dylan fan than me. I mean, the amount of time I've spent listening to, reading about, studying Bob Dylan is mm. extraordinary. But I haven't decided whether I
0: like this or not. Um, I, I, you know, the one thing about the coronavirus deal that I've found, and, and my friends agree, is it's just made us all so cheerful and positive. We're looking for something long, somber, and depressing. 17-minute <laughs> dirge You're about right. uh, an assassination. We're right, about death and mourning. More! Give us more! What else you got in the vaults, Bob? <laughs> Jack, okay. uh, a couple of notes from the world of desperate attempts to become a, 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 a mm-hmm. social media influencer. Mm-hmm. A couple of toilet lickers uh, in the news. Stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, I say we ignore them and let them lick toilets until they're gone. Something will take them out if they're licking toilets. Seems like a problem it well, that solves. Them. Yeah, exactly. oh, no. that,
0: that, that's the story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You reap what you have sown, you toilet liquor.
1: So are you saying we have um, some examples of Joe Biden struggling? I haven't heard these. Uh, yes. Yes, we do. Actually, and then I've got some analysis from leading Democratic strategists.
0: Yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we just play um, all the, the Biden clips thirty seven thirty eight? Why doesn't he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say you it. You know, Donald this, Trump really with wishing... that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. <laughs> I just can't figure the guy. It's like it's, I don't know. It's like watching a yo yo. I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching. It feels that way. I <laughs> want to ask
1: you. I want to. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so there are things you could do, said David Axelrod, who was the chief strategist in Obama's 2008 campaign and probably played a role in choosing Biden to be vice president. There are things you could do. You, you can do things that are more interesting than giving poorly produced quasi-presidential speeches from your basement. John Favreau of Pod Save America uh, also from the Obama administration, criticized the campaign's decision to have Biden deliver scripted remarks in his live stream. At one point in his first live stream, Biden waved his hand at whoever was operating the script and awkwardly moved to another point in his remarks. You can tell he was uncomfortable, Favreau said. Joe Biden's strength is his empathy and how he can comfort people to time like this, and they're not allowing him to do that. A live format and trying to keep Biden on script may not be the best strategy to showcase his talent. And connecting with people—that is a decent point. His whole thing is—is a—is a room full of people and connecting with them, and uh, putting them alone in there with bad lighting and a, a teleprompter is not
0: working. Right. Got this note from Leonardo. I love this. At this time of international crisis, Joe Biden's uh, recent statement. At this time of international crisis, we need to remember that united we stand and undivided we. Well, you know the thing. <laughs>
1: But here's the one I like the best from John Lovett, another former Obama administration staffer. This is a cliché of all clichés, but this needs to be his fireside chat. I want him sitting in an effing armchair. I want his sleeves rolled up. I want him home. I want there to be an effing dog sitting in front of the (laughs) GD fireplace. And I want him to start by saying, hey, everyone. And I want him to talk to us like he's right here. Instead of these scripted, standing behind a podium in his basement, nobody has a podium in their basement. All right? that, oh. that looks weird right there. Did you bring that in? Is that always there? What's going on? Is that a filter? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't want him you know blanking an armchair. I don't
0: want a blanking GD dog in front of him. <laughs> well, what's amazing to me, and it, you know, this has to do as much with human psychology, I think, as politics. Is his advisors? I'm certainly are. I'm certain are bright people. But when he first tried the Trump isn't responding well, I'm going to be the alterna president. I'm going to do speeches where I look like I'm the president, but I'm going to do it better than he does. And it failed immediately. It was a good enough strategy, but it failed. But for some reason, they're hanging in there on, on that feel. And what, it's just,
1: it's not good. What do you think if he had done um uh, almost a competing... Press conference every day. I'm not sure he could pull it off. But what if he had brought in, you know, a leading expert or two? He stands up there, he gives some numbers, he gives his little thing, he brings the experts on, takes some questions. I, I assume some press would show
0: up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. The campaign press, if nobody else. Yeah. And 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 you know the media wants him to succeed, so that he would get very favorable
1: opportunities there. I'm not sure he can pull it off in his current state. I'm but, pretty sure he can't. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, This is tough news, a lot of tough news from New York um, in the last couple of days. 170 firefighters, uh, New York firefighters, FDNY members, have corona, says the commissioner. 170. Wow. Now, they had the number of uh, New York police officers at 77, but that was earlier in the week. I'm sure it's much higher now. I would think very quickly you've got to make decisions like, and and we might be that way in a lot of places in the country soon, this whole you-have-corona doesn't mean you stay home anymore. We just got too many people that have it. At some point, do you do that? You run out of firefighters. You run out of policemen. You run out of people at the hospital. You run out of people at whatever your whatever your workplace is.
0: Well, back to flattening the curve. As long as they can keep the spread fairly slow in the fire department, the guys, 90% of the guys will be fine and come back online. So that helps. And we got a note from one firefighter, not in New York. I believe it was in uh, Cal Unicornia, but... Um he said they're they're doing this weird shift thing where the two shifts don't interact at all. So there's no way the A's can infect the B's. Okay, cuz I was going to say that's the 177.
1: A that's not that wouldn't be the total number cuz they all've had to work with a thousand other people, but maybe they kept them apart.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I know there uh, agencies like that are being as creative as they can, trying to keep it from becoming a contagion. Well, yeah, because
1: otherwise you'd end up with the scenario ahead. Even if it, even if they don't catch it, you're supposed to. If you were around someone who
0: had it, you're supposed to self quarantine. Right. Well, you'd end up right. with everybody self
1: quarantined. How many firefighters are
0: there in New York? A lot. Yeah. I don't know if it's 10,000 or 50,000.
1: But or if like... you had one guy in a room of 15, they yeah. should all be self-quarantining if you're following the rules. Yeah. Well, rules change. That's yeah, that's that's my point.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Doing, Um, Tim Sandifer, friend of the show, Tim the Lawyer, we used to call him, on the Armstrong and Getty Show, making the point that um, well, I'll just read his tweet: Increasing numbers of reported cases are largely an artifact of testing and do not mean protective measures aren't are are already taken aren't working. Right. Uh, Hopefully, you uh, understand that.
0: Well, I could have understood it five minutes ago, Jack, but I've been reading an article in Politico. So dumb. It's made me dumb. (laughs) I will share parts of that with you coming up. It is really a towering achievement in stupid. Some of the
1: best numbers out there come from 538, the Nate Silver website. And he spends a lot of time as a numbers geek digging into various stuff. And this has kind of emerged among smart people I respect (laughs) as uh, the best pulling together of numbers that exists anywhere. It's a a segment. uh, What is it called? I don't know. But they're doing it regularly. Experts say the coronavirus outlook has worsened, but the tra- trajectory is still unclear. It's where they take a group of experts and try to come up with a consensus based on what they all seem to think. This is all the smartest people idea of where it's going to be. And this is what they currently say. The consensus forecast suggests there will be around 117,000 cases reported this Sunday with a 90% chance of having between... Fifty-five thousand and two hundred and forty-six thousand. That's obviously we're at eighty thousand right now. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a major increase, right? Uh, in just a couple of days. Um,
0: I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just so hung up on. To what extent is that a product of testing? More testing.
1: According to the most recent survey, most experts think a nine that nine percent of all COVID cases in the U.S. were known at the time of the survey, which was a couple of days ago. Nine percent. They they believe that's how many are out there that haven't been tested. Okay, as a group, they think hospitalizations won't peak for several more weeks or months, Durr. and they expect around two hundred forty six thousand deaths total in the United States. That's the all the ex the best experts put together. That's right, about a quarter of a million. Yeah, that's an extraordinary number.
0: That's a quadrupling of the worst flu years in. Recent oh,
1: yeah, and yeah. we're at twelve hundred right now. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, we're 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 not even in the first inning. You know, we're I, the fir- we're at the first batter. Uh, uh, that's not good news. No, no, it's not,
0: especially and, economically.
1: And I think a lot of us have a feeling, or maybe you don't. I only know how I feel. That okay, we've been at this a while, kind of getting used to it. Surely we're kind of you know getting settled in, and we'll start getting back to normal here pretty soon. Well, based on those numbers, we haven't even begun to. Uh, we'll
0: wrestle with this. I mean, we haven't even started yet. You said you only know how you feel. Why don't you ask me how I feel? You never ask me how I feel.
1: God, the idea that we—I'm not going to say this out loud to my family. A good article in the New York if Times. If Jack's about,
0: family, now'd be a good time to turn off the radio.
1: <laughs> good article in the New York Times about how families are struggling and fraying, and it's getting chippy. And uh, you know, a lot of time. Not only is it a awful lot of time spent in your house together, kids home from school, just more hours mm-hmm. together. There is a tremendous amount of pressure going on, financial pressure, mm-hmm. uh, health pressure. Just the lingering fear. Yeah. yeah, the stress. So you got all that and everybody crammed in together for it. Yeah, well,
0: I'm not gonna, we're, we have not yet begun to cram as a people. We're right. I, I have a description from Europe okay. that will shock you.
1: But based on these numbers, if all these experts are even close to right, God, you take half. If they're If they're only half of what they guess, we haven't even started yet. On this thing. That's hard. I'm not. I'm honestly not going to say that to my wife or my kids mm-hmm. because we're trying to go with You know, we'll be over this before you know it and we'll get back to normal and we'll go on a vacation and all these different things to try to keep people optimistic. But man, mm-hmm. we well, haven't even started.
0: And there's something to be said for taking it on one day at a time. Sure. You know, don't don't try to wrap your arms around you know <laughs> whatever it well becomes. for kids. Everything is today. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. So uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Ian, uh, all those experts predicting things. I say this not to object to their conclusions or to be cynical or anything, but I'm reminded of one of the most interesting things I've read in years that we talked about on the show, I'm saying six months ago or so. And they did this, uh, this study where, and I wish I had it at my fingertips. It was so good. They had a cabal of experts attempt to predict something. And then they got just a bunch of bright people who had no particular expertise and mm. said, hey, investigate this, would you, and, and let us know what you think. And it turns out the, just the regular people were much better at predicting than the experts because they had no biases. Which they had strange. no you know, research papers or books they'd published with a certain theory. That they really felt like they had to defend,
1: which bolsters my uh, my new I don't believe in experts thing that I've had for the last couple of years.
0: You know, I respect experts, uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things you, you have to understand. They come into it with biases, and uh, well, you just got to keep it in mind. Anyway,
1: ah, dang it, that had an emotional impact on me actually reading that. If we're uh, if we're sure. if we're not only not in the the second inning. We're at the first batter of the first inning, Mm -hmm. which is what those numbers would suggest. Holy crap.
0: I just wish there was a first batter in a first inning. I miss baseball.
1: I ain't coming back anytime soon based on those numbers.
0: And, you know, you couldn't play yourself because you can't tag anybody.
1: And you know what? (laughs) And you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to read deeper into the research. Over what period of time is that? So are we going to go from 1,000 to a quarter of a million dead by June?
0: I mean, well, I don't know. I don't Let's not. Now you're trafficking in doom.
1: I asked a question. I didn't state it, but yeah, if, if they're, it's
0: one of those statement questions.
1: If, if they're if they're not in what period of time are they talking about?
0: I don't know. Wow. I, I hear a model announced as the best science in the world. And then a week later, they disavow it and change it a lot. So I just I don't know what to think. I'm just going to take it, take it on one day at a time. I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna love my family. I'm gonna write 17 minute long dirges about the uh, shooting of McKinley. <laughs> as we feature the the new 17 minute Bob Dylan song, 30 seconds at a time. Stay well, stay well, tuned for the next yeah, chunk. Exactly. I'm sure that'll keep people riveted. I don't I don't dare tune out, honey. They're and gonna play another 30 seconds of that Bob Dylan song <laughs> and cheer them up. Right, right. After the bad news, I hit you with. I mean. There. If you have your head in an oven, I mean, literally at this moment, you're in the midst of a suicide, this will cheer you up. <laughs> I think everybody else, though,
1: oh my God. not so
0: much. All uh, right, now, let me hit you with that thing from Italy. Got a great note from... Everybody wants to be anonymous these days. I don't think uh, Doug does. No, this is a nice note from Doug, who uh, his children... He's lived I- in uh, Italy much of his professional life. Uh, working in the Department of Defense. And his uh, kids, who were born and raised in Italy, continued to live there. Um, I, w- I was born in Italy myself. Uh, we got a note from a guy named Leonardo earlier why my parents didn't name me Leonardo. I don't know. I wish they would have. You're born in Joe, Italy the they went with Joe. with Joe. They called me Giuseppe as a little boy, but uh, it didn't stick. Hmm. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is this. I'm in daily contact, writes Doug, with my children, who naturally lament being confined to their apartments for this extended period. They wake up in the morning, only to be confronted with another day of confinement. My son has authorization documents to travel to the family farm to tend to cattle once a day. While there he exercises and experiences a sense of semi freedom, others are denied. My daughter reports that if you are out driving and are stopped by authorities without proper documents, you are fined 3,000 euro, and your car is confiscated. Holy crap. Now, what's the euro these days? About a buck and a quarter or something like that? I don't know. But it's thousands of dollars. Look it up. If you're stopped uh, while simply walking outdoors without documentation, the fine is 500 euro. The lockdown is strictly enforced. It can be evidenced by viewing live camps throughout the country, which I did, and Italy is empty. Euro's well, about a buck ten right now. There you go. So it's a little over three girl. Um, But So they're going
1: to give you a, a $500 fine for be, uh, being walking around. Well, you wouldn't do that very many times.
0: No. Wow. Uh, needless to say, it's much different than our form of social distancing in quarantine. Then he he, says some very nice things about the show. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate you listening, my brother, and thanks for the note.
1: And we interviewed Hee Chen. We have him on most every Friday to talk about politics. I mean, he's a guy who has studied domestic government policy at the highest level. He teaches it at Stanford. Mm -hmm. And I asked him on the podcast, do you think that's coming to America, the fines? He said, no way that'll happen in the United States, which I thought was interesting. I mean, he, he answered quickly and definitively.
0: Um. Wait, the numbers climb? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It depends how bad everything gets. Now, Italy had an, a horrible problem because they have hundreds of th- thousands of Chinese nationals working in their uh, clothing mills in the northern part of Italy, something none of the newscasters are talking about because it makes them uncomfortable to say that. But that's why Italy got hit so hard. They had people zooming back and forth uh, from China by the tens of thousands. Um. So that extra-large podcast is available at armstrongandgetty.com. It is, if I dare say so myself, quite good. Lon, he is such an interesting and reasonable guy. I am I, sad that I can't take his classes, but we do get to talk to him.
1: But so in China, they were welding people's doors shut. Apparently, you have metal doors, but um, padlocks, I heard, too. Yeah. You,
0: can you imagine? You, I'm just going to stick my head out. Click, click. You can't open your door. But if you have a high enough fine, it ain't that much different. No. If I'm going to get fined
1: $3,000 and your car taken away from you? Right. No, I'm not driving. Right. You have stopped me from
0: driving. You've succeeded. Right? wonder if Bob Dylan is busily writing a 17-minute song about this. You're really uh, into that. I love it. Yeah. So maybe
1: more of that when we come back. New 17-minute new song from Bob Dylan about the assassination
0: of JFK. Which, the world again, was timely. The
1: like, how about a uh, you know Boy Meets Girls song?
0: Uh, nothing. Nothing. Can't do it. Sean's had relationships that didn't last as long as that song. <laughs> yeah, several. <laughs> Seventeen minutes. Uh,
1: also, what is your uh, coronavirus reality today? Has it changed any? Are you, are you, you and your family feeling any of the tension? Four one five two nine five K F T C.
0: Strong and Getty show. So. Well, you know We're watching all the songs say it happens so quick and it's so quick by surprise. Right there in front of everyone's eyes. Alright, greatest magic trick ever under the sun, Perfectly executed, skillfully done. Wolfman, oh, Wolfman, oh, Wolfman, oh. See Wolfman, that's another
1: thirty. Only fourteen minutes left, you guys. So it's a new seventeen-minute Bob Dylan song about the assassination of JFK, in which he's going with the most obvious and like first that came to his mind rhymes. It seems, but uh
0: what Bob
1: sometimes?
0: Well, oh, I won't bore He's a Nobel Prize-winning uh, writer, and, and sometimes his rhymes are so lazy they embarrass me. Hmm? But sometimes, sometimes maybe that's the art. What? I don't know. You're trying too hard.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a
0: first. I've rar- rarely heard that. I, one time I picked up a spoon, <laughs> and then I noticed it was the month of June, <laughs> and I thought maybe I'll go hunt a raccoon, <laughs> and then I I heard the cry of a loon. All right, what else happened, Bob? <laughs> Although I did, I did find myself getting sucked in, like when you flip on a Kubrick movie you've never seen before, and you're like, "Why is that guy? Why is the ape doing?" And you just you have to keep watching.
1: Right? Where did he get the <clears throat> torch from in the first place? What? The, oh, who um, lit the
0: for the ape? But anyway,
1: <laughs> go drive my buggy on a dune. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I uh, get. <laughs> I get this news alert on my uh, on my my telephone here, and uh, the headline is a far right rallying cry: Older Americans should volunteer to work, according to right wing radio hosts and others. And I'm like, you know, I, I listen to some of that, and I'm aware of a lot of it. That they, they the right wingers are calling for oldsters to go in and work to support the economy, really. So I start reading this article. And uh, this Tina Nguyen woman writes, a growing chorus of conservatives have started arguing that older adults should voluntarily return to work to save the country from financial ruin. There's paragraph one, two, okay, and three, the proposal's taken root in some conservative circles, filtering up from far-right websites to radio pundits to a few prominent politicians to finally Fox News. Goes on and on. There's paragraph four and five and six. Still nobody named, nobody quoted. Oh, there's a couple of uh, fairly innocuous quotes from people in the White House saying it's really important that the economy get going again. Okay, that's that's saying nothing. There's paragraph seven, eight, nine. Oh, wait. more right-wing commentators have argued that the health costs blah, 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 are not worth the irreparable economic cost of the U.S.
1: And is there a hyperlink well, okay. there? Okay, wait a minute. Is yeah. there a hyperlink there, like a line under it? You click on it and it takes you to the quotes from the various hosts of what they've said or not?
0: Yeah, but it characterizes them as saying we can't shut down the economy forever. So, wait a minute, where are these right-wingers calling for the old to sacrifice themselves? Hmm. I'm in paragraph 14 now. I'm... Going on and on that and is, on, is, 15, 16.
1: That is the most common new style of journalism that exists, is that very story right there.
0: Quoting the Federalist here, saying that um, the shutting down the economy probably almost uh, could do more damage than the disease, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Perfectly reasonable uh, statement. Now we're like 20 paragraphs in, and they quote some religious fundamentalist guy I've never heard of in my life. Saying something ridiculous. Well, this is what allows the president to talk about fake news stories like this. And then Glenn Beck declared this week he would rather die than kill the economy yep. and ruin this country for his children. Yeah, I got another example along these lines. This story is entirely fake.
1: So there's been there have been a couple of people say that sort of thing, um, where uh, um, uh, elderly people saying. I'd rather take my chances than have the economy destroyed for my kids and my grandkids. Mm -hmm. Um, I said that myself yesterday. If I'm 80 years old, I would think that. Hey, let's not go too far here. i got kids working and other kids and stuff like that, and I'll be fine. I'll work it out, or I won't, whatever. Um, Me saying that is not the same as advocating policies where we allow the old to die to sacrifice the economy. Or better
0: yet, force them at the point of a bayonet.
1: But that was the argument made by somebody I like, and I'm not going to mention them just because I like, but... The fact that people are now asking for policies, this sort of thing, is getting out of hand. Well, I haven't heard anybody say that. Yeah, no. I haven't heard anybody say that. I've heard plenty of people say that if it were me, I'd be willing to do that. Nobody's pushing it on others. Right, right. But that's that's uh, the way journalism unbelievable.
0: works now. I thought they were better than that over at Politico, slightly. Uh, and listen, apologies for being self-serving, but if, if the uh, A&G approach to things, trying to keep you informed, but not trying to scare you to death and... Not hyping and not making crap up. If that appeals, tell your friends about it, would you? Uh, it would be incredibly helpful for the uh, continuing, uh, you know, life of the show. So we have a clip
1: from the guy. I heard this the other day, and I wanted to get it on. This is a representative from the WHO, the World Health Organization. Uh, who's paying him what from where to make him say this? Right now, there's very, very few countries that have actually been able to reverse this uh, this um, uh, epidemic. And bring their cases down to very low level, and in fact, the only country that's done that is China. It was um, the passion, the diligence, the sense of responsibility, the seriousness of the average Chinese, and I, I want to use that term very carefully because they weren't average; they're were extraordinary people. But they were driven by a sense of collective responsibility. How in the hell? Does a guy with the World Health Organization make those words come out of their mouth? I got to get my jaw back in joint. That is incredible. Where do you start? And you really have to admire the average Chinese working so hard to uh, try to get this under control. They were they were locked in literally locked in their homes by the government,
0: by the totalitarian government. Which, when it was most convenient, denied the existence of this thing and spread it all over the world, causing the deaths of hundreds of thousands. And then, the moment it was more convenient to do the well, the quote-unquote right thing, they imprisoned their people. Yes, Doctor Bruce, that is wonderful. China is asshole. So that's well put, sir.
1: So, what is going on there? Is he just getting a check directly from the Chinese? Is a
0: this guy's a UN hack? Who? But he can't a... believe that. That's got. He can't believe that. He does. Sure. Ideology-blinding intelligence happens all the time. Well, is he a communist? Crackpot. It's okay to dislike totalitarianism, you jackass.
1: Is he a communist? I just assumed he had some sort of financial interest, like when the NBA was, you know, downplaying what was going on.
0: I'd like to bounce a basketball off his head. That is so crazy. Oh, the collective spirit of the Chinese people. Yeah, that's what it was. Not average. They're way above average. They're great people. What the hell? The way
1: the Chinese government got right on top of this, oh,
0: they locked up the journalists who said anything about it. They snuffed doctors. Holy crap! That's amazing.